Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Tuesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm tired. I know you are. I'm cranky. A little. A but little that's cranky. okay. I got up early today because uh, Isabel was headed to Galaxy's Edge and she wasn't sure exactly how to go about getting over there since it didn't seem like the buses were running that early. So right. uh, she had me on, on the phone from, I don't know, about 5... 45 on. So uh, let's mention that last night she went down to the front desk and asked what time the buses were going to start running. And they told her that the park would open at 8. So buses would be start running about 7. Right. Um, we, she got we didn't up, buy it. <laughs> no. She got up at 5.30. Uh, around 6 o'clock she was on an Uber over to Hollywood Studios. And the line was already... The line was already in place. Right, yeah. People were already waiting outside. Uh, she got there, what, about 6.15? Yeah, 6.15, 6.20. I don't have exact times because uh, it's irritating that um, the iPhone doesn't give you exact times for your texts. Like, once you start texting, it just groups everything all together. So I don't have exact times anymore. But, right. Um, yeah, it was about 6.20 that she got to the park. And I don't. she didn't wait very long, 15 or 20 minutes. And they, you know, there was... Hooting and hollering, and they got to go through the they gates. Let everybody and... in, and the nice thing about letting everybody in was then you got to choose your boarding group. Yeah, yeah. She ended up with boarding group number twenty-eight, which ended up getting her on um, Rise of the Resistance around uh, nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she was done at the park by ten o'clock. Right. So yeah, I think around seven twenty-two. Uh, they were doing boarding group 18. They were, bo- yeah, where they were actually boarding group 18. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things move along. I don't know what time they ran out today, but, yeah, she was in and out in uh, in no time at all. And so while she was waiting, she was able to go over and do Slinky Dog, and they walked Rock down to Toy Story coaster. Mania. Right. Rock and Roller Coaster without really much of a wait. So it's not just a win for getting on Rise of the Resistance, getting there early, but you kind of get the whole park done. Right. Early in the day. Right. By 11 o'clock in the morning, they had ridden Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run, Single Rider Line, and the Skyliners to get over to Epcot. And so done was, all of Toy Story Land. Right. So and Rock and Roller Coaster. It was, yeah. a, it was a very busy morning. Yep. Um, so even though the park hours right now are, are scheduled for 8 a.m. And I don't know what time the buses actually started running. She did go down there. Uh, she checked again with people who were um, near the buses. And they were still saying 7 o'clock. So I don't think it really took till 7 o'clock, but it didn't seem like there were buses running at 6. So if you do want to be over there, you've got to just invest in the Uber, I guess. Right. So, oh well. All right. Okay. So that brings us to our first real story. Oh yeah, this is quite quite the story too. I mean, Isabel's a, a good story. I think, but, the, uh, yeah, Isabel's story might be better than this one. Uh, Santa Claus Week is taking place now on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, Secret Secret Santa Week. Oh, Secret calling. Santa Week. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, so whenever a contestant wins, someone someone at home wins as well. Ah. So it's uh, pretty fancy. There are all sorts of Disney vacations to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Donald and Alwani. Adventures um, by Donald. Did I say Adventures by Donald? Yeah. Adventures by Disney. <laughs> it's a whole new thing they're doing now. <laughs> well, I was reading ahead because Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto will be joining in the holiday fun with uh, Pat and Vanna. Gotcha. So it's... Secret Santa, but it's uh, Disney-themed. Oh, this is interesting. What? Uh, they will not be joining Pat and Vanna. 
Oh, they're taking over for Pat and Vanna? No. In a first, Vanna White steps in to take over the hosting duties. Ah. So maybe someone else is turning the letters. Maybe Minnie. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's been on. We just... I didn't watch it tonight. We'll have to... uh, We we T-vote it, so we'll have to watch it. Okay, good. Um, The Disney Vacation Club has changed the way they're wording some of uh, their um, point timing... I don't know how you say that. They usually, they used to call them um, travel seasons. So right. the, the, you'd go, at, I don't know, high season, low season, no, actually season, the, how they used to the, call it. The points chart had uh, previously had five seasons, Adventure, Choice, Dream, Magic, and Premiere. Which make no sense. And then okay. each specific travel date had uh, point totals associated with them. Right. Uh, for 2021, the point, char- point charts have changed now to seven travel periods. Um, so it is going to improve availability and travel periods with greater demands, of course, will require more points and travel periods with less demand will require fewer points. Um, so it's just a way for Disney to manage things a little better. It's the same thing. It's just different names, really. And it only affects the Walt Disney World Resort. It does not affect any vacation clubs at Vero Beach, Hilton Head, uh, Grand Californian, or the Disney Vacation Club uh, in Aulani. Okay. Um, oh, you do this one because I can't say his name. Rene Abernoy, yes, uh, also known as Chef Louis in uh, Little Mermaid, has passed away. Aww. Um, he was also the original Father Mulcahy in the MASH movie, um, as well as Odo in uh, Star Trek. Um, and I guess he had a role in Boston Legal, and you may remember him as Benson, uh, or as Benson from Benson, as uh, Benson's main foil. All right. Uh, kind of the snooty, snippy... Uh, prissy kind of fella. Okay. Yeah. Um, some Golden Globe nominations have been announced, and Disney's Frozen 2, The Lion King, and Toy Story 4 were all nominated. That's right. Uh, Frozen, Lion King, and Toy Story were nominated for Best Motion Picture in the Animated category, and uh, on the Best Original Song in a Motion Picture, uh, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 garnered a nomination. Okay. Um, a hotel chain that I have not heard of before, Drury Hotels, um, are set to build their first property in the Disney Springs area. That's right. Drury Hotels is a family-owned chain of hotels that has been around since 1973. They have approximately 150 properties across the United States. And in 2021, the spring of 2021, they will begin welcoming guests to their largest property to date, the Drury Plaza Hotel Orlando Lake Buena Vista. All right. Now, if we can add a few more names, uh, words onto that name, <laughs> I think it would be uh, impressive. Yeah, they need to shorten that up a little. It's the going to be the fourth Drury Hotel in the state of Florida. It's going to have 604 rooms, 12,000 square feet of meeting space, um, and the first the first 264 rooms will be available by 2021. Um, it's going to have... Uh, uh, it's going to be steps away from Disney Springs, which is Disney's 120-acre outdoor complex. So uh, they're very excited. Um, We're still trying to figure out exactly where this would be Right, because there, but... there really are no uh, slots for it. There's no open, open ground. Um, the hotel is going to employ 150 part-time and full-time team members. They will have a resort-style pool, splash pad, poolside cantina, bar and grill, an extensive marketplace, a kitchen bar concept, and a wine, wide range of complimentary amenities, including free Wi-Fi throughout the hotel, hot breakfast, 
kickback reception, including appetizers and beverages, appetizers and beverages, and a 24-hour business and fitness center. All right, sounds pretty good. We'll see. Yeah. You finished? Oh, I, I was going to say that based on comments people have mentioned, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a family chain. You don't earn points, but they were saying that the appetizers and drinks at five o'clock are amazing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, over at the uh, France Pavilion in Epcot, the cobblestones are being removed from the streets, and it looks like they're using sort of a what brown concrete or something instead. Right now, I, I don't know if this is to stay, but it's not ideal. Yeah, it's that standard uh, Disney brownish, uh, brownish red concrete mm-hmm. that they pour. Um, are they stamping it to make it look nice or anything? It doesn't look like it. Yeah, it's no, it just, doesn't. It might be temporary. I keep telling be. Tony that, like, every time he gets disappointed by these France stories with them ripping out the trees, and you just, you gotta wait till everything comes together and see what we really end up with. But it's funny, because if you look at sections of the, the France Pavilion, it's cobblestone with a messy line of cement, which joins to the other cement, but then you've got, like, some, I don't know, what's that, marble or limestone? Yeah, like, like right pavers. next to it, pavers. Um, so it, it's it's really a mess. It, yeah, it is. But again, it's it, France is in transition, so we're going to cut them a little slack for a short period of time, and then we'll see what they do with it. That's right. Another uh, section of Walt Disney World that's in transition is the Winged Encounters uh, stage in um, Animal Kingdom. Uh, the stage for Winged Encounters, the Kingdom Takes Flight Bird Show, has finally debuted a new permanent space. Uh, the show has been, for the past few months, taking place over by the rocks surrounding the overlook for the Tree of Life, but they now have a new stage uh, with all sorts of poles and rings attached to it for the birds, as well as uh, animals like iguana and rams and chameleons and otters carved into it, so it it really complements the, uh, the Tree of Life, wouldn't you say? Yeah, looks good. I think she just looked at it for like a half a second. I did. I was checking my phone. All right, go ahead. What do you have next? Um, the Imagineering story, which we're all very much enjoying, I think, um, is going to have its sixth and final episode on Friday. That's right. Uh, the sixth and final episode, titled uh, To Infinity and Beyond, will premiere on Friday the 13th. Um, this is going to cover uh, Shanghai Disney as well as uh, Avatar Marvel and Star Wars. So it's pretty much everything that we've enjoyed over the past 10 years. Um, it's been a great series and I'm kind of sad that it's ending. You know, a lot of stuff is things that hardcore fans knew, but to, to see it, to see it like with with old film clips and old pieces of, of, you know, just nostalgia. Yeah. The stuff that the, actually the parts that I'm enjoying the most from, um, from the Imagineering story are the current interviews they're doing with the past people. Mm-hmm. So going back and talking to Michael Eisner, right. you know, and having him look back on things, not being in a position, you know, anymore and being able to look back and say, you know, we would have probably done this differently had this and this not being, you know, been going on mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, just different Imagineers who were, you know, trying to push something through and, you know, had this great idea and, you know, I'm still disappointed that it didn't happen. Right. And, you know, hearing sort of the look backs from the people who were involved at the time, I, I think is really cool. Right. I got a big kick out of him with Disney's America saying, you know, if I hadn't just had a quadruple bypass and Frank right. Wells hadn't died, we would have plowed right through it. But right. we had just bought ABC and, you know, things were kind of like tumultuous. Which is just kind of an amazing thing to think that, you know, if circumstances had been slightly different, 
there would have been another park. Right. Whether it would have failed or whether it would have succeeded, who knows, but there would have been another park. Because there, there hasn't been a park, a Disney park, that opened that um, then closed. Right. You know, they might, they maybe don't do well for a while. They make changes to, you know, get, um, get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Attendance. Okay. To get attendance up. But, um, but they never just closed them. No. So we would have another park and it would be a lot closer to Connecticut. Right. But it would be in snow. I, yeah, I don't knows? see how you can run a theme park in yeah. the Northeast without closing. Or even well, along the eastern seaboard. So maybe it would have closed in the winter. Maybe. Who knows? All, All right. right. Um, completely unrelated. Um, Stitch, everyone's favorite character there, uh, Troublemaker, has, well, he hasn't come out with, but Disney has come out with a brand of candy that they're calling Stitch Extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, it's packaged candy. They've got a few different ones. Uh, Stitch Extreme Sweet Heat, Stitch Extreme Sour. What else do they have? Uh, just it's it's pretty extreme. It's usually sweet heat or sour or heat, um, but there are things like mango gummies and uh, Mike and Ike mega sour mix chewy candies, rainbow uh, sour belts. So uh, you know it it's packaged like most of the candy you're used to seeing at Goofy's Candy Company. This is just a new it's new packaging I, I don't basically. Say, it's new packaging. <laughs> Uh, so you can get a lot of this stuff across the parks as well as at, Gan- uh, at Gandy's, at Goofy's Candy Company. All right. Um, the World of Avatar is going to have um, an early closing on January 14th. They will be closing two hours early. That's right, at 6 p.m. Do we know why? Uh, no, they have not mentioned it, uh, but everything in the land, including the canteen, Pongu Pongu, and Wind Traders, uh, will all be closing two hours ahead of Disney Animal Kingdom's scheduled 8 p.m. closing. I wonder if they're going to do like a special event in there. Possibly. No reason for the early closure has been given as of today. Uh, the rest of the Animal Kingdom is expected to maintain their regularly scheduled operating hours. All right. All right. Um, and then there were some drones that flew over Galaxy's Edge when they did the opening of Rise of the Resistance. And you have a little bit more information about the drones that they used? That's right. Uh, so I was hoping that these would kind of be maybe a semi-regular yeah, occurrence where you would see the drones flying over. Yeah, I thought maybe nightly. Um, but they just brought these in for the uh, dedication ceremony. And what they are, uh, they're a Boeing product. And they are called the Boeing Van-Sized Cargo Air Vehicle Drone, which Boeing unveiled last year. Um, And they were only in the air for about a minute, but Boeing was able to modify them so that it appeared as though X-Wings were in the air. Maybe they'll show up in California next month for California's dedication. But uh, what I was hoping would be a semi-regular appearance, you know, is not to be, which, which saddens me. Um, so Boeing's got a bunch of drone product projects, including a cargo their cargo vehicle. They have a passenger air vehicle, uh, a flying taxi, and they're working with Porsche on a flying sports car. Oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Hell of a job, Boeing. I know. So that's it. It's a short show today. Cheryl's pretty tired, and uh, until tomorrow, I'm Tony, and I'm Cheryl, and you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time podcast.